right, I started working out with P90X and that was with Tony Horton. And I really started to look up to him and his different fitness programs and saw that in his backyard, he built a ninja course. And I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. Welcome to the More Than Corporate Podcast. I'm Amber Furman, recovering perfectionist and serial accomplisher. If you're anything like I used to be, you've been living your life thinking that if you accomplish enough stuff, you'll finally find the success you've always wanted. But what if it's not about accomplishing more stuff? What if it's about accomplishing the right stuff? I believe you don't find success. You create it by intentionally designing the life you want and having the courage to get out of your comfort zone to live your design. I went from doing what I was supposed to do to doing what I love to do, and now I get to help others do the same. Keep listening as I chat with inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day and learn how you too can live the life you've always wanted. Welcome back to another episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. I am so super excited to bring to you an amazing guest today, Spencer Jones. Spencer and I have connected multiple times through the Unleash You community. I spoke with him in Nashville. He was on stage with me and he gave this amazing talk that inspired so many people. And I just love what he does. As you're going to hear in this episode, he has a ninja gym in his backyard that he has built from scratch that he uses to help people really start to overcome their limiting beliefs and understand the power that they have. And you all know how important obstacle course racing has been in my journey. So I love it when I see other people doing similar things and showing other people the power of physical fitness. Spencer is also known as the Prince of Positivity. He is a person who is constantly seeing the best light of things. Um, he loves to spread joy across the world to help others see their best light and to really make an impact on the world. He is also a classically trained pianist and choir director who has published three different books and has been published in multiple magazines and websites. I'm super, super excited for you to hear from Spencer Jones. Really quickly, before we jump into this, I wanted to take just a minute to tell you about this amazing new opportunity that I have for you. I'm going to be giving away one free coaching session per month. And the way that you can get entered into the drawing for this free coaching session with me, it's 30 minutes. It's a um, $500 value. To be able to take advantage of that, I want you to go ahead and screenshot your episode at whatever point in time that this episode rings out to you. I want you to go ahead and screenshot that and tag both me and Spencer in any social media platform of your choice, Facebook or Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, I'll go ahead and compile a drawing and reach out to you for your free coaching session. Um, if you are the selected winner of that, I would love to know what parts of the episode resonate with you and what it is that you want to hear in the future. So I'm really looking forward to connecting with you on social media. So make sure that you reach out, that you screenshot the episode and that you share that with me and Spencer's information tagged in there. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this fantastic episode with Spencer Jones. Spencer, thanks so much for joining us. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm pumped to be here with you finally on the show. It's so exciting. It has been a long time in the making. So I have to know if you can talk about it because I 
I don't know whether you can. Um, every time I watch American Ninja Warrior, I cannot help but think of your backyard. Did I remember you saying at some point that you had tried out for the show? And how did that work out for you? Uh, well, thank you for asking. Uh, I love ninja stuff. And hence why you think my backyard, I built a ninja course for those of you that don't know in my backyard, just to have fun and challenge myself. And so for the last two, hold on now, three years, I've applied for American Ninja Warrior. And so if you've ever applied for the show, you know the sequence, but if you haven't, it's literally a 10 page application with not just like yes or no questions or fill, uh, it's like fill in the blanks, short to long format. And so the first time I filled it out, my God, it must've taken me like five days to write everything, <laughs> fill that whole thing out. And now a lot of stuff is just said, I need to tweak and adjust things and then you have to record videos. So um, I've applied, I said three years in a row, I've yet to get a callback for American Ninja Warrior, which is a huge bummer, but you never know. Next year could be uh, the year for it. I'm just always, you know, whether I'm on the show or not, I just have fun pushing myself and challenging. But I will say this, uh, a similar application to American Ninja Warrior was when the Titan Games that uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson was hosting, um, he had two seasons of that. Well, I saw the first season. And then I saw they're they're looking for the people for the second season. I'm like, well, okay, I applied for that, and I did get a call back for that, which is really exciting. So at least the format that they shared and what I did is got the call back, and then we hopped on a Zoom call with one of the talent agencies that were scouring looking for people, and we did a probably 30 minute interview type thing, and and they were telling me all the little tips and secrets, like, okay, put put the camera here, get this lighting <laughs> on you. We're going to ask you these kind of questions. If I didn't answer a question quite the way that he felt would be best here, can we tweak it, work it there, but still, uh, you know, okay with me to say and that stuff. And he said, okay, so from that 30 minute interview, we're going to um, chop everything up and make it into a 30 second presentation that we then take to the execs and, and Dwayne uh, to watch. And then they pick, choose the people that they're bringing to a, um, basically an arena in Atlanta, Georgia to, to test you out, to see if you make it, if you can be there physically, you know, you get tested physically, all different um, obstacles and make sure that you physically can do the show. And then if you pass that, then you're in the show. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, it's just like leveling up every time. And I love you know, it. All right. I'm talking, now I know how those shows work. Now, I don't know if American Ninja Warrior is the same way, but I will tell you that uh, it was cool to know that process for, uh, the Titan games. And again, I don't know about American Ninja Warrior, but I'm going to keep trying and, and we'll see what happens. But it's fun to, to see behind the scenes, behind the curtain, as it were. Yeah. I So there's a reason they call you the Prince of Positivity. And it's because you are maybe the happiest person on the planet. Maybe. And I mean, I haven't met all of the people on the planet, so I can't say that for sure. You're definitely the happiest person I know on a consistent basis. And this answer is no different because, you know, you've tried out multiple times. You have sat back and said, hey, what can I do differently next time? resubmitted and then said, you know, not yet. And that's okay. And, you know, there's something else out there that's amazing. And when my time is right, it'll come. And I love that approach so much. Um, I also love the way that you talked about kind of the behind the scenes. And this is what I want to dig into for just a minute. Cause I think 
there's so many people out there that are pitching themselves for products and services. And this is not just applying for shows or trying to get on Ninja Warrior, trying to get on a reality TV show. This is you looking for clients and working on getting your um, product, service, and solution into the hands of people who need it. And what you just talked about with pulling back the curtains, understanding how people make decisions, knowing how you're going to get from point A to point B in anything that you're doing, that research is invaluable. What has that meant for you as you've continued to grow your businesses and your um, obstacle course racing career? It's, it's really interesting because before I got that interview, I was still teaching full-time. So for those that don't know, I was a middle school and high school choir director for nine years before I became a full-time entrepreneur. So I was still teaching. I was still in the classroom and building my side business up at that time. So I thought, okay, this is really interesting. This is what they're looking for. Because he told me specifically, like, they like people who are a little more competitive and, oh, you know, like, don't mention this. Maybe work towards, uh, like, focus on this more. Okay, cool. So it all boils down to knowing your audience, right? Right. And and as uh, an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as anyone trying to sell or share any, convince anyone to do anything, right? It's selling to something, whether you're paying for it or not. That you need to know your audience. What do what are they looking for? And so he was teaching that to me in the sense of, okay, I know what what the exec team's looking for. Uh, for their competitors. Okay, they're looking for someone who's focuses more on the competitive side of this. And oh, we're looking for a person who has a, that teacher background, right? So like, okay, we're going to focus on these niches and, and really highlight this, because I believe that's what they're, that's what they want, or I know that's what they want to some degree. Well, okay, so I took that and started to apply that in my business once I realized that's what happened, first of all, right? Because it took some time. It didn't hit me right away. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I didn't think about that. <laughs> and now as a, as a full-time entrepreneur and business owner, I'm looking at it going, oh my gosh, yeah, I need to know exactly what do my, my customers want? Not only do they want, but what do they need? And then, yes. you know, how can I sell them on what they want, but give them what they need? And that's, and that might be the same thing, but usually it's a little bit different uh, than that. But then you're serving them, supporting them and helping them. It's not that you're selling something falsely. You're, you're still giving them what they want, but then you serve them even more by giving them what they need. And so that was a cool experience to learn that from there. Yeah. I think that that's incredibly important because what people think they want, I mean, I know that throughout my professional journey. If the people that have been impact makers on my transformation had given me what I thought I needed back then, I would be in a completely different place, right? And I think you can completely agree that the most impactful and valuable programs that you and I have been a part of have given us something we thought we needed mm -hmm. and then given us something that we didn't even know existed that was actually what we needed. And it takes an incredible amount of self-awareness to be able to communicate that to people and say, this is what you need and you're going to get that. And then to keep them engaged while you're opening their eyes to all the other amazing things. So many people walk through life with blinders on, right? And, yeah. and I did, and, and I'm sure you did for years. We just walk with blinders on. People tell us what we want to be told or, or not what we want to be told, but what we're fed. And that's what we see. And that's what we believe until, so that's what you do. You give them what they want 
right? So they see that. And then now, okay, now let's take those binders off. Let's lower those. Let's slowly take them off. However that works, right? With binders, right? You slowly remove them. That's probably the best word for it. And words are not my strength, just so everyone knows. <laughs> but, uh, uh, anyway, so you, you remove those blinders slowly but surely and you open up their world. And I could think about the mentors I've had in my life that have done that for me and some who gave me what I wanted at that, not, they, the hard part is they didn't tell me what I wanted to be told, right? They yeah. didn't. They, they helped, helped me, but they didn't necessarily tell me exactly what I wanted to be told. Uh, they didn't give me exactly what I thought I needed at the time, but it is what I truly needed to help me grow. And I, I could think back to when I was uh, a teenager taking oboe lessons, one of my uh, professors and teachers, Mr. Perkins, love that man to death still and, and, and talk with him today. And such a great man. And uh, he was there for me when I was struggling in life, not just with oboe and music, but life. He was there to help and counsel me and support me. And now I look back, you know, 20 some years later and I go, oh my God, those lessons he taught me there are relevant today. And more so like he was giving me the seeds back then yeah. that blossomed now. And so it's just so incredible to see that and take that time to reflect of the people who removed, helped remove those blinders from us when you didn't necessarily know that that was happening at that time. Yeah. I think that's, um, a pretty fair statement, especially when, um, we're dealing with people who are younger. When I did my interview with Les Brown, I remember looking at him saying, you have these amazing kids that you've raised. And like, when did you decide that it was the right time to talk to them about all this like personal development and mindset and positivity stuff? I was like, is there a time that's too early? And he's like, are you kidding? Like, no, they might not listen to me, but there's going to be a moment when all of a sudden everything that I have said to them in their entire life just makes sense. And so I'm just going to keep talking until they decide to listen. And I thought that that was because I think there's so many people who say, I have this great message. I want to share it with the world, but I need to start sharing it with business owners and entrepreneurs because they're the only ones that will understand. Mm -hmm. And while that may be true, to be able to talk to somebody at a time where they don't understand and they have no idea why they need it, but you're planting those seeds is just as incredibly valuable. Right. You might not even reap the seeds later on, right? So you might plant that business seed or growth seed in their in the that person's life, but maybe five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road when it blossoms, you might not be around anymore. You might not be part of their life anymore which doesn't matter or it shouldn't matter, I should say, because you still were the person who helped them learn and grow. Like Mr. Perkins, I mean, he knows that he impacted my life because I've told him. But yeah. for 10 plus years, we weren't in contact, right? I he, did, he didn't know if I just fell off the face of the earth and, and never took anything he said. Like, he wouldn't know. But he does, thankfully, now, and I'm, I'm happy to share that. But that's okay. And I think part of that really boils down to to being you, right? So you call me the Prince of Positivity. That's a nickname that people gave me because yeah, I'm positive, right? And I'll be perfectly open. I've had rough days. I have struggles just like everybody else. I might be positive a lot of the time, but trust me, I have my lows too and, and I work through it. But what really is important is to be you, to be authentically you. And so like when you're sharing you, Les Brown sharing his positivity, mindset, all that stuff with his kids, and with his friends and with everybody he meets with the, the you know, the person who, um, I don't know, waiter, waitress, uh, you know, yeah. uh, anyone. I mean, I don't, I'm trying to think of things of people you bump into, right? The grocery store clerk in my mind. Yeah. Anybody, anybody be you 
and share and be you, especially if you're sharing love, if you're sharing grace, kindness, spreading that around the world. Well, awesome. And then that, now you're planting those seeds everywhere you go. And you don't know if it's going to, you know, let's go biblical. You're not sure if it's going to fall uh, on a rocky path on rocks or it's <laughs> fall on dirt, but you never know. And so why, why pick and choose? I'm just going to talk to business owners. I'm just going to yeah. talk to these people. Sure. You might be t- targeting or focusing your conversations with the people in your, um, in your avatar and your ideal audience. But why not still share that message, that meaning, at least that heart with everyone? Because who knows who it'll touch and who knows who people know as well, as far as business owners go. I'm going all over the map today. So I apologize. You're, oh, you're welcome to my podcast. And I'm just struggling. I made a joke that I was going to rename my podcast, the rabbit hole podcast, because I felt like that was every single one of my episodes was like, I'm going to talk about this. And then we end up talking about all the other things, which are amazing because I'm a big believer that whatever needs to be said is going to be said and somebody's going to hear it. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, as does my audience, how impactful physical endurance has been in my personal growth. And I know that it has been the same for you. What I think is really cool is that you have found this amazing way to incorporate this into your business. So I want to learn a little bit more about that. I want to start with when did you, or how did you find Ninja obstacle stuff? And when did you know that this was something that you were truly passionate about? Uh, love the question. And uh, fitness is such a big part of my life, but I really have this message that, you know, I, I want everybody to move, right? You don't have to do ninja. You don't have to go do like tough mutters, crazy, like Amber. I mean, do awesome. Like they're fun. Don't get me wrong. Right. But you don't have to go crazy with it, right? It, just move your body because it's going to help your mind, your your physical body out, your emotions. Like it, it helps everything on so many levels. So, okay, I'll get off my soapbox, but move your body um, in the way that works for you. So how did I get into it? Well, um, okay, I'll walk you through my fitness journey real quick. Um, I was in college. I gained weight in college and didn't like the way I looked and felt uh, um, just being overweight. So I lost weight. I lost 30 pounds over summer. I hit the gym three days, three, four days a week, watched what I ate and lost 30 pounds. So it was amazing. Great. Still in college. Over the next couple of years of college and t- starting teaching, I gained back 20 of those 30 pounds that I lost. Okay, well, now I'm looking in the mirror and I'm not feeling good about how I looked, how I felt again, and just really starting to notice I'm not feeling as energized as I used to feel. So one of my passions is kayak fishing. I love chasing fish on my plastic kayak. And I realized one at the end of what the summer, it was getting harder and harder for me to put my kayak on top of the car. So now mm. all of a sudden my weight me carrying this extra weight is limiting my ability to enjoy this hobby as much as I could, right? I couldn't put my kayak on top of the car as easy. I still could, but sure, I could get a trailer, right? I could modify. And I also realized when I was on the water, I I couldn't paddle as far uh, or as easily as I could even earlier that summer. I'm like, this is crazy. So something needs to happen. Well, it took a, a couple other little experiences to kick me in the butt. But then I decided to start working out. So I'm a person who goes all in. I ended up doing P90X uh, from Tony Horton and Beachbody and all that stuff at home, extreme home workout program and, and did that. Awesome. I lost 20 pounds with that. And then I started doing other at home workout programs since I had some of the equipment. I was with my brother-in-law who had stuff and I started slowly bringing stuff home for myself to use. And uh, I lost overall 40 pounds for my heaviest point. 
uh, and feel great, feel amazing. Energy levels are there. You did physique competitions, this, that, the other thing, just for fun, right? Triathlons, half Ironmans, whatever. But I love that you just put whatever after a half Ironman, like just that thing. I just went on a little jog. Just it was a short jog for you know uh, just under six hours, so yeah, I, it was good. Whatever, yeah, whatever. But I, I have zero interest to ever do a marathon. Like, <laughs> you and me both. Zero interest. Like I'll do a tough mutter because it the obstacles break it up. Yes, I'll do, I'll do a half Ironman because it breaks that you're breaking up the different components. A half marathon, whatever. That's not too bad. But a full one, I'm like, nah, I don't want to run for three plus hours. Bored, senseless. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> But okay, so let's get into Ninja to finally answer your question. No, so, I love it. It's been great. Okay. Um, so what happened is, right, I started working out with P90X and that was with Tony Horton. And I really started to look up to him and his different fitness programs and saw that in his backyard, he built a Ninja course. And I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. And I like watching American Ninja Warrior. I'm like, wait, people have this, not just in a gym, but in their backyard. And I saw Tony Horton. So I'm like, that's, that's pretty cool. Let's, uh, what can I do? So I started to think about and looked at his and I, I Google's a beautiful thing. Looked at, I Googled up other people's home ninja courses that they created, mainly people who are competing for American Ninja Warrior. I'm like, okay, so this is, it's not totally crazy and doable. And I'm a person who loves designing. You could buy different ones, but I'm like, nope, I'm just designing my own. I have a space in the backyard where we just had some weeds growing and I'm like, all right, let's rip out the weeds. Let's put this thing here. Uh, and so I designed it all and built it. And I'm a person who's high energy, if you haven't figured that out already. So <laughs> I built this thing in seven days. The first one up and from like, buying the wood to like playing on it in, in seven days. And that was just amazing to do that. And then last year, so I had that up for two years. Yeah, two years. Then last year, I tore it all down and said, we could do better. I've learned, I've learned from this first design we could do better. Uh, of course, on wood was crazy expensive, but still, so I tore it down, uh, reused a lot of the components, but rebuilt it. So it was more stable, stronger. And then we added a roof, we added more obstacles to it. So now it could be used, you know, all season round. I live in Wisconsin. So, you know, winter's a real thing. And so you can, excuse me, you can go out there in the snow and deal with it. You can go out when it's raining because it has roof now and all these extra little things to make it even even more badass, if I could just say that, yeah. more fun. And uh, we started hosting events, bringing people here to our home, welcoming them in our house to help them with their mindset, gaining confidence, uh, getting rid of excuses, things like that. And the Ninja Course has been a crucial part of that because so many people have never been on one or are, maybe you, you haven't climbed a rope since elementary school, if you ever did, or parallel bars or monkey bars. And we want to have uh, allow people the chance to get rid of those excuses and have success and really just push their comfort zones uh, out of the way and step beyond that and really just feel that. So now that we've even made that ninja course uh, more badass, not only for me and the people I work out with, but for bringing people in and so that they can experience that and have more fun, more success, it's been outstanding to, to do that. So for me, the passion, I just get hooked on challenging myself challenging myself to see where do I fail, right? So Ninja Course, we have a couple different things. Um, a rope climb, I couldn't do that uh, years and years ago, but now with being fit, okay, I could do that. Monkey bars, monkey bars are hard as an adult. Oh my God. But I don't know when they got hard. As kids, they weren't hard. Right? Somewhere in our teens. Or either 18s, we didn't understand the word hard. I don't yeah, know no, as I, kids, but- right? I remember flying across and doing stupid things and-, yeah. and Monkey bars are assholes. 
they, they were, and now I know them, right? Because I worked off out of them. But like, okay, one of the examples would be a pegboard. So a pegboard is essentially a wall that has holes and you put these pegs, either metal or wood into the holes and you climb it, right? So you have to pull a peg out, put it in the next hole and pull yourself up. That's a pegboard. And um, so I built one, it's roughly, well, ours is about four feet by four feet. So it's a big monster. And uh, the first time I did it, on the, very, the first ninja course I built, I could not do a single peg, meaning I could pull myself up, but I could not remove the peg and put it in the next hole. Could not do it at all. For the first three times I was out there for like first three weeks, could not do that. And then I finally could get one. Oh my gosh, the the neighbors must have thought I was crazy. I was so excited <laughs> when I could get that first peg in. And then from there it's grown to now where I can go around it at least once working on getting around it and going back and, you know, just pushing, challenging myself. But it's all to me, the excitement comes in. Okay. I'm challenging myself. Where are those limits? Let's see how far can I push those limits? How, how much more can I go? Can I, can I do more pegs? Can I hold on longer? Can I do this differently? Right? Like, and just always testing those limits and seeing and just pushing myself and celebrating the wins. And, you know, we had, a friend comes over once a week and we hit the ninja course and this week, well, I did really well in the slack line, but everything else was lackluster compared to the week before that. And that's how life goes, right? Some days, some weeks, some moments are you give it your all, you give it the best you can, but your best today might not be as good as your best yesterday. And that's okay, right? Because tomorrow might be better than all of those days. And you never know, but every day, just give it your best and do what you can and don't beat yourself up no matter how the chips fall. Yeah, I, that's that's super good advice. Um, what are some of the success stories that you've seen either in yourself or in the people who have come to work out for you? How have you, you don't have to give specifics if you don't want to, but um, how have you seen people change in their life as a result mm -hmm. of what you're doing with them in your backyard? Love it. So for me, I'll, I'll share two quick stories. One is about a woman named Jennifer. She came to one of our first challenge days. And so she uh, has four kids and uh, all, almost all raised. I think the youngest was 13, 14 years old and came with. So she was on our monkey bars and our monkey bars have an incline to them. So they're not just straight. I made them even more torturous. They have an incline. Well, she's hanging on that monkey bar, ready to go. And she's fit. She's able to do it. She works out. She had the strength to do it is what I'm saying, but her mind would not let her, right? So she was there holding on with both hands, looking and staring down that next bar saying, I can't let go. I can't let go. I can't let go. And, you know, we cheered her on, we encouraged her, we had her drop down, shake her hands out, all this stuff. And then, okay, pop back up. Her mind would not let her let go of it, but she still was up there. She was, she was afraid she couldn't even do that or how long she, oh my God, she held on forever. It was amazing. And but she, that was incredible. But she was still beating herself up over, oh, I can't do this. Well, then she came back the next year with her family. And from day one, she was staring down the monkey bar. <laughs> you could see her inside, like, I'm looking at you. We're going to take you down. And so we got out there. Well, guess what? It was, it was this last second day. It was ninja course day. And she was out there. She goes up. And guess what? She hangs. She's so afraid. That voice inside her mind says, nope, you can't let go. You can't let go. You're going to fall if you let go. And so we were cheering her on. You know, we could see her mind working. And we have an awesome picture of her. You just staring down that bar. 
And then finally she let go. She trusted herself. She let go, grabbed onto the next bar. And oh my gosh, we erupted with uh, applause and cheers and everything just raising her up. And then she kept going, bang. That's awesome. And so it was so cool to see her overcome that limiting belief, that negative voice, their inner critic or inner bully, as our friend Sean Douglas likes to say, uh, to overcome that has been what was incredible there. But now let's, how does she transfer to her life? Well, in her life, she's uh, she's a doctor. She's uh, also runs a fitness studio and all that good stuff. So she's she's teaching it to her clients. Oh, I have this new opportunity. She's mm. going. She's not listening to that inner critic, or she's saying, "Okay, here's what the concerns are. Okay, we're going to go for this." She's taking that experience from the challenge days of saying, "Hey, I overcame these obstacles here. I know I can overcome other obstacles in my life." Another quick story is one of Jennifer who came to one of our challenges last year and she kept telling herself the story that she could not jump. She was convinced she could not jump at all. And that, I mean, she told me that for months beforehand at the event, I can't jump, I can't jump. Well, one of the things we have is an obstacle course and we have box jumps and different things. And, you know, some people jump it, some people step on it and whatever, but she was so worried. I'm like, no, we, you will jump. I know you can jump. So what we did, we had no boxes, just straight up ground. Hey, all right, here's what I'm doing. I just want you to hop a little bit, hop. Okay, perfect. So we, then we had our cameras out of our phones, taking video and pictures. Okay, cool. Look, you hopped, right? So you jumped, you, your feet got off the ground. Okay, now do that again, just a little more. Cool. So we took video. Oh my gosh, look, you got two inches off the ground. You jumped. And it's just helping her reprogram that mm. in her mind. So then we got a, a rock that was about two inches tall. And she we put it in front of her and said, don't jump on the rock. Don't worry about it. just jump up and down behind the rock. So she jumped, took the video, right? And you could slow-mo the video and see, oh my gosh, you clear, you were twice the height of that rock. Oh my God. Here's, you said you couldn't jump. Look, you're jumping. <laughs> right? And so, okay, now jump on the rock. Now she jumped on the rock, right? So it's finding those wins. Who cares if she didn't go out of plyo box? Like, I, right. that doesn't matter. Like that really in the grand scheme of life does not matter. What matters is, oh, here's this limiting belief. I'm going to overcome it. So after that event, she went home and she went to a local fitness store, equipment store and bought steps. So she could start practice jumping because she's like, you know what? I know I can do it. I can do this small and then I can build it up, build it up from there. So I'm excited. She's coming back to this challenge days uh, this year in September. So I'm excited to see uh, how she's going because, you know, that limiting belief, that that voice inside us, whew, it could be strong. <laughs> And uh, I, I'm hoping she stayed strong and kept working and kept telling herself, no, I can't jump. I can do this, you know? And I, I hope that that message resonates to everybody here. You know, your inner critic might be beating you up, might be belittling you. Don't let it, right? You are strong. You are amazing. You are worthy. You are enough. Go for it. Do those yeah. things. Yeah, that's um, incredible stories and advice. And for you, was it... Was it these challenge days that kind of opened your mind to coaching and helping people overcome their um, own limiting beliefs? Or was there a step in between there that said, hey, this is what I want to be doing? Um, there was actually steps before that, that that led to that moment, not only uh, with fitness and my ability to see like, oh my gosh, I can, I can lift this much more than I could before. I've lost this much weight or this growth. Um, so as I mentioned, I was a middle school and high school choir director, and I loved, loved energizing students. And for me, every interview I had, every single one, um, and I'll still tell this if I ever have an interview again, um, as to what I love doing is I love the light bulb moment or that mm -hmm. aha moment. 
uh, you know, so when you're struggling with something, and I'm sure a lot of people give this for interviews, but this really truly drives me when you see someone struggling and that light bulb goes on when they go, oh, this now makes sense. You said it in a way that it clicks or now I understand how this all works. It's like the world opens up and I, I've had a handful uh, more than that, a number of moments uh, where that has happened to various students. One was uh, Everly, we were in music theory class and he, great guitarist, great student, great musician, but struggled to understand the theory behind it. And so he, he tried and he was trying and we were going through theory, the, the how-tos of how music works. And he was trying, but just wasn't clicking. And it was like halfway through the semester. It was a long time. I applaud him and his hard work and hard <laughs> that finally halfway, it was in one class. Oh my gosh, it was so incredible. The light bulb went on and you could just see his face go, oh my, like this is, this makes total sense. <laughs> He's like, he was answering all these things and he was in my choir. And so Every, for every day that week he's like mr jones is uh is this in like this key oh is this is this because of this 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 and i'm like yep that's right yep <laughs> so now he's drawing all these parallels so for me it came from and it probably was stemmed from something before then in my childhood i haven't dived that far back to see where that really came from but i'll tell you from teaching and seeing that aha moment that inspires me drives me so much that now when i left this stage of teaching in the classroom to teaching on stages and podcasts and everywhere else that I still wanted to have people have that aha moment to go, you know what? Yes, you can. My choirs, oh, this piece is too hard. We can't do this. Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> Let's do this. And some of those pieces that, you know, I played for them, uh, that when they listen to it, they're like, there's no way, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> they owned it. And they became some of their favorite pieces where they're just like, yeah, can we do this one every year? Cause this was so much fun and so amazing. And look how good we sounded. And it like, that just warms my heart. So now I get to do that with more people in different ways, not just music, but in life and overcome those obstacles. Now think about it. If you overcame those obstacles there, well, you could do that in every, every single aspect of your life. So I love being the igniter of that within people or the, the person who unlocks that potential and be like, all right, sure. The challenge is great. It's a one weekend event. It's awesome, but it's just one weekend, mm -hmm. right? So we give you those tools and we help energize you and get you excited about unlocking that through that weekend. But that carries through every part of your life. If you remember that, and, and that's one thing we do is we have mindset sessions to help you. It sounds like I'm, I'm selling it the weekend, but I'm just saying like, if you could do it there, you could do it anytime. You could do it anywhere. It's in so life, true. Right. Whether you come to our event or not, whatever, think about the times you have overcame that inner critic, that inner bully that you've unlocked the doors. Use that energy to drive you forward with other things you are doing in life, the things that are holding you back, things you're scared of, that limiting belief. You know, you know what? I can't overcome it can conquer it so it's possible for me i just get as you can tell really energized you and me both and like you and me both get super super passionate when we talk about this because we know how much of an impact it made in our lives and you're right it is something where you never know how close that aha moment is going to be and i will never forget my obstacle course trainer we were talking one day in a group and he says you know the, the path between where you are right now and what you consider success in your obstacle is either like it, it's one moment away. And that moment could be the next time you try it, or it could be six months from now, or it could be a year from now. And nobody's going to tell you 
when that moment is. And so if you stop, you never know whether that next time you did it was going to be the time that that moment was going to come. And that was always really impactful for me because I feel like too many people give up on themselves way too early. And for all of us that are on the sideline that aren't a part of their picture and aren't a part of their journey, we can see that there are three steps from accomplishing their goal. But to them, the 200 steps they're taken up to this point hasn't gotten them anywhere. And so they don't know why they should keep going. And so I really love the messages that you're spreading, the use of physical fitness and obstacles in particular that you use in your coaching, because I haven't found, and I'm sure there are other ways out there, but I have never found a way to communicate that message the way that physical fitness and obstacle course um, challenges do. It, it just seems unparalleled to me. Think about it. And, and I totally agree for me as well. And everybody, you know, here's the stipulation. Everybody has their own thing, own niche, their own thing that resonates with them. So what resonates with Amber, we might not resonate with you and that's okay. It's finding what does. Right. But now let me say this, that the physical component I think is huge because you know, it, it incorporates your entire body. What other thing out there, I'm sure there are some, but what other things actually implore your body, right? Your body, your, your, the atoms, the cells, the chemicals, all that stuff to fire your neurons, all that stuff to just let go and move. And because now, now it's connected to your nervous system, which now it's connected to your brain, which then all that starts affecting your mindset and how you feel, nutrition, like all these things yep. into it. So now, okay, now you're overcoming something physical. Well, you have control over your physical body to some degree. Most of us do. So, okay, let's overcome this. Oh, look, I can... I can jump higher now. Oh, I lost this weight. Oh, I overcame this obstacle, right? I have this eight foot wall. I have to climb over for some reason, right? Pulling that from the story you shared uh, in Nashville. I had to climb over this wall. Maybe it was 10 foot. I don't remember. But yeah, I climb over this wall and you freeze or you go over it, right? Like, what can you do? Well, look, it's for me now, now it's a physical representation. We relate so much better when it's a physical re representation as opposed to just a figurative one. Oh, it's just in our mind. We can relate to that. Yeah. Physical. It's more, if we see someone do it, we relate to that more physical than just someone's talking about it. But if we experience it, whoo, it's a deeper, more Isn't it response. So I get why obstacles and physical stuff is more to you because it's, it is. It's yeah. More all around. It's that tangible proof that hard work pays off, right? Like everything else, especially in a world now where money isn't even really money. Like how many times do we actually touch and hold money? Like there was a point in time where we could teach kids about the value of something and hard work and what growth meant through monetary discussions, but now they're just numbers on a screen. Very rarely do we actually even hold anything. And so this is that tangible thing that, like you said, allows you to bring in all of your senses to show just how powerful you are as a human being, which I love. So how does all of the things that we've talked about today, Spencer, the teacher, Spencer, the coach, Spencer, the mentor, Spencer, the ninja warrior and future buzzer hitter. Um, how does this all wrap up to your new academy? So I love it. Thank you for asking. So this has been a personal growth talk. That's what we've talked about this entire time has been personal growth because 
personal growth has these five components to it, right? You have your emotional health, your mental health, which we touched on a little bit, right? It's mindset. So you have emotional, mental, you have your social, spiritual, and the one that a lot of people leave out is the physical component of it. So what happened for me is I lost this these 40 pounds and I realized, oh my gosh, I have all this energy. I have life again. I feel alive. And with that came personal development through one of the companies I was working with with fitness was sharing and pushing personal development. And after some time and after a little pushback, I gave it a, a fair shake and just fell in love and saw, oh my gosh, personal development changed my life. How, how I was working as a teacher, I could be more effective. I could relate to the students more. I could unlock these these doors within me drop that armor within me and just really become a better person uh, as who as i am as this spiritual being having this human experience i i get to be more open authentic with myself and you know my journeys has highs and lows right I, it's not all highs and great things i've hit rock bottom i've hit the my deepest darkest sorrows where it was I don't even know how to describe it, except that it was, I felt cold, dark, tired, and like suicide was an option. Like I've hit my low and I've built up from there. Even with personal development, thank God I have personal development and tools and surrounded myself with the right people to support me, to encourage me, to love me and, and help me grow and ask me those right questions along with therapists, right? See someone if you need. Anyway, so I, <laughs> I built, uh, I worked at building myself up on this personal growth journey and it has changed my life in so many ways, so many positive ways. It has helped me become happier, become successful in my own mind and in my opinion of success. Like it has helped me be who I am, be authentically me, that I want to share it with others. And so, well, what's the best way to do it? We could coach, we could, we could mentor, we could do these things, but I can only reach so many people, right? One-on-one -on -one calls or even small group coaching or unless I speak to the masses as a speaker, I can't impact the, the number of people I, I know I am destined to reach. And, and right now my goal is a million people, but I know it's more than that. And I want to help people literally all around the world, all across the globe. So how can we do that? Well, my wife, Katie and I, we got our heads together and said, well, let's, uh, we were both, I was a teacher. She's a fourth grade teacher. Well, let's put together an academy, a, a university mm. about personal growth. So um, we call ourselves Jones and four, our events, like you're Jones and four something, you're craving something. So we put together this Jones and four Academy, uh, which is your hub for personal growth. So what we did is, okay, my niche positivity mindset, right? That's, and with the physical components, uh, added in there as well. And yeah, I'm nutrition. I dabble in the other things as well, but positivity mindset art is my big thing. Great. I have that covered. Well, what's really cool is I got to learn and meet some amazing people who are also uh, amazing experts in the personal growth sections of, of well, personal growth, right? So they're experts in their own fields. Well, great. Let's bring you on as professors and experts here in the academy. So now it's not just me sharing, oh, yeah, here are my, my teachings and my courses, which is great that people do that. Well, now guess what? We're bringing in experts. We have over tw uh, 12 experts in our academy alone that teach those five areas and because you know sure we could just have five but how i teach something would be different than how amber teaches something you might resonate mm -hmm. with amber more than me cool i don't care i want you to have that success plus by having more teachers and more courses and trainings these different options 
we can meet you wherever you're at, whether you're just starting your journey or you're a veteran in the personal growth field, you can, we can meet you where you're at and take you to that next destination, destination or multiple destinations along the way. So it's a place you can access 24 seven. You can have those trainings. We can have, so we have trainings, courses, uh, cohorts, so like live trainings, all there to help you in your personal growth. The, I hate using this term, so I, I need to find another way to say this, but think about like the Netflix of personal growth, right? You go there, we have courses and, and trainings to help support you as of right. As of now, we have what, 39 in there as of this recording, and we are adding more every single month to support you and help you grow. And the goal is that it's, it's gonna grow and be like Netflix, right? Where you have thousands of options and we will help you pick and choose because it can be overwhelming. We help you narrow that down to the top two or three that best fit you, where you want to be, where you need to be, and get you going along in that process. That's fantastic. If people are listening to this saying, man, Spencer's amazing, which they should be. And if they're saying, I really want to connect with this guy and learn more about him, which they should also be saying that too, where is the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh, thank you for asking. And I, I hope that some of this has helped all of you a little bit. Um, reach out to me is a couple ways. You could do it on Instagram or Facebook at Jones and four J O N E S I N F O R. Uh, find me on there. Send me a message. Heck, I would love it if all of you sent Amber and I a message on any of those platforms and say, Hey, I really love this from this podcast. I, I would love to know one of your takeaways. So hit me up there. Um, if you want to check out the, the Academy, check it out, right? It's a Jones and four academy.com. And, and you could just learn more about that. There's different memberships. You do whatever you like, whatever best fits you but I'm here for you. I know that like, if you have a message that you might think, okay, this seems lame or stupid, or you just want to pop and say, hi, come say hi. I love having conversations. Love it. And then also, so for anybody who's listening, if you follow these steps, I am giving away a free one-on-one -on -one coaching session this mm -hmm. month. And the way that you get entered into that is you take a screenshot of whatever platform you are listening to this on, go to your social media platform of choice and tag both me and Spencer in the um, post for the podcast and make sure that you tag me as well so that I can put you in the drawing. I'll be doing a, draw a drawing this month for a free coaching session. So make sure that you write down Spencer's information and it will also be in the show notes. Um, Spencer, really quickly before um, we jump off, I have to ask every single one of my guests this question. It is um, something that is extremely dear to my heart because I believe that too many people end up on this hamster wheel of life because they don't have any direction. They don't know where they're going and they don't know where they're going because they've never identified their definition of success. So I ask every single one of my guests, what does success mean to you? How do you define that for yourself? I love that you ask everyone. So I'm going to pause on answering your question because everybody's version of success is different. So as you hear these versions of success from all the guests, know that that might be part of mine, that might be part of mine, but come up with your own specific one. So for me, success is living my life to the max. So what does that look like? Okay, what does that mean? Spencer, living your life to the max. That means I get the most out of life, the fun, different experiences. I get to taste different things. I get to try different things. I go to my deathbed with as few regrets as possible. That's what success is. So I'm able to, to experience and have those things, but then I'm also able to give that experience to others or to help facilitate with others, right? To unlock it, to help them. So for me, success is living my life to the max. 
I love it. I love it. All right. I have a quick random round and I'm super excited to hear your answers to these questions. Random rounds are my favorite. I may or may not have a trivia night addiction. And so I love random questions. Perfect. Are you ready? Sure. We'll see All happens. right. If you could do anything other than what you're doing now, what do you think would be fun to attempt? Oh my gosh. Um, I love what I'm doing now. So if I had to do something else, what would it be? It would be game show host. I can see that. I, I mean, I picture you with the little skinny microphone and I the was, bow tie. It's been yes. one of my dreams. I've been lucky enough to lead a couple for fundraising events here and there. And I just absolutely love it. So I'm curious, when does the personal development Jones in for challenge weekend podcast game show come out? Oh, man. Um, I, I mean, know. I really think you need like trivia day at your next um at your next challenge days with like well, do you want to read it right so you done done <laughs> done i'll do it friend style you know on a big yes yes all okay. right so here's what it's happening when you come to our next uh the challenge day event whenever next one works in your schedule that's when it'll happen we will make look that happen. at that look at that you see how this works guys okay cool um next um if you could time travel where would you go and why? Hmm. Oh man, so many time periods. I part of me like loves the old west, so I go there. Um, part of me also would love to go to um as grimy as it probably would be, like uh England in the late 1800s just seems really interesting. I would also love to go back to um Roman Empire times and just see and experience what that was like. I mean, I that's a that's a brutal question. So is, um, right? all the times and I have all the time to travel. And, and <laughs> does that work? It does work. You know, I asked somebody that question once and this is of 200 guests. This is the only person who has ever asked me in response. Um, do I get to come back? <laughs> yes, of course you get to come back. They're like, okay, cool. Then here's my answer. Nice. Um, I was like, what kind of a mind is that to say, am I going to get stuck there? Because you know. I mean, it matters because then where would I want to go? It would not be in 1800s England. I can tell you that much. We're <laughs> like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. All right. Books. Um, I'm a huge believer that we can increase our level of success by learning from the mistakes as well as the successes of others. What book do you think you have recommended to others the most? Oh man, outside of my own, I would have to say I would have recommend that one the most. The one I recommend the most. <laughs> oh, mm. Mm, it's probably tied between um, Chop Wood, Carry Water, or Ooh. The Energy Bus. Two of my absolute, by far, favorite books. Easy reads, but amazing content lessons that I, I suggest them everywhere and anywhere I can. The Energy Bus I've read. What is Chop Wood, Carry Water? What is that about? Chop Wood, Carry Water is about a person who wants to become a warrior and uh, specifically an archer warrior. So he travels to China or I forget the country where he goes to learn to become this warrior. And he he's enrolled in their program to, to become this warrior. And his sensei, his mentor, doesn't let him shoot the arrows, right? He doesn't let him, in his opinion, learn to become a warrior. He has to chop wood and carry water, chop wood, carry water, and then slowly, but okay, well now, now you can shoot, but here, shoot 
this way, or you need to do this, and you need to do this. Oh, oh and now all of a sudden, oh, now it all comes together, right? So it's this, this person's journey of learning to become a warrior by realizing a warrior is not just a person who achieves this one goal, who shoots this arrow or whatever. It's a person who masters all these small things in your life that change your life. And to realize at the mm -hmm. end, he's become a changed person. So it's, and I probably did a horrible way of describing that, but <laughs> uh, absolutely incredible book. I love it. Short, quick read, but amazing. That's really cool. And my last question, and this is purely selfish. Um, I am a huge music nerd. I love all things music. And I believe that it tells us exactly what we need to hear when we need to hear it. I also believe that it can infuse us with energy. So when you need that burst of energy, what song do you put on? And I am dying to hear your answer just from the reaction on your face. I that, That's because I don't have an answer. That's the, as much of a music person as I am, right? Choir, piano, um, all that stuff. I Every time I'm asked a question like, who's your favorite band? What's your favorite song? What, I can never answer because I have way too many. It's um, so true. So so I apologize. But here's, here's a, the best I could answer that. So... Anything by Led Zeppelin. Okay. ACDC. Okay. Um, you throw that. So classic rock is my jam. Or, you know, I'll be honest, sometimes like a good old 80s, just, I mean, sometimes hair band, but like 80s pop, whatever, just weird synthesizer stuff, that'll just get me grooving too. It really depends on my mood. Sometimes I love like, it. Me with like uh, Hell's Bells or, you know, uh, something <laughs> or other times it'll be like this totally eighties, just, you know, um, I wear my sunglasses at night and let's just go. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it really is an unfair question. Like the book question and the music question is always unfair. Um, and, and whenever I get asked that question, I'm like, I don't know, like, what's the weather like outside? What type of I year is it? When the last time that I saw my family, what color shirt am I wearing? Yeah, exactly. Like, what day of the week is it? Like, I need to know all these things to tell you what I'm listening to, right? So exactly. I get it. Um, Spencer, I have been so excited for this interview. I feel like every time you and I talk, it is just this burst of energy that I get because you are such a positive person and you are doing so many amazing things to change the lives of others. So thank you so much for everything you do and for the time that you have spent with our audience today. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. It's, it's been an honor to be part of this podcast to share my energy and love with, with you and everyone else. But you're right. The energy we have just having this conversation is incredible. And I know that just us talking back and forth is going to help people change their lives. So thank you. It's been an honor and I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. If anything that was said during this episode resonated with you or provided value in any way, it would mean the world to me if you would head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the More Than Corporate Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. I'm really looking forward to connecting with you. If you'd also like to connect, I've created a Facebook group that is full of amazing people who also make it their mission to live their best life every single day. If that sounds like something that you're interested in. The name of that Facebook group is Success Center. Head over there, request to join, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.